you're listening to Hung Up, uh, my name is Matt. G'day, I'm Aiden. You got enough space over there? Yeah, I got space. Cool. Do so, we need uh, some plot points in front of us? No. I have one. Chapter one. I already have a plot point. Okay. A really good one. Okay. So there's this professor of art called Sean Patrick Carney mm-hmm. uh, at Berkeley in California. I've heard of it. You know it. And um, I'm just looking at his Instagram. It's social malpractice. And actually, he must really like Ira Glass. He's <laughs> followed by Brad Trammell and Jack Mannix. Oh, cool. Mm. I like Jack Mannix. Brad Trammell, I'm on the fence Are about. you off? off? I, think he's, I think he's doing cool work, but I find him very annoying to listen to. Yeah. Okay. I've never listened. Ira Glass is a huge red flag, though. I think he's being ironic. He's like, I'm Ira Glass. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> anyway, I don't really know what this guy does, but he's an artist. And I found an essay on art forum called Hurt Locker. Cool. The Sublime Stupidity of Jackass Forever. Hmm. I like it. That's kind of cool. We huh? talked about this briefly when, on the way to see the film. Oh, yeah. I brought it up because yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Why don't I just read the first... Let me give you some skims. Let's just... Yeah. Should we give it a headline? Or No, let's just keep going. Just keep going. Give some, some skims, skims from give the essay. Skims. They can figure out the context. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 10 years ago, I got thrown through a wall in a shopping cart at an artist-run space in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It was a histrionic and injurious opener to a half-hour set wherein I restaged stunts from Jackass mm-hmm. uh, alongside visually similar works of early performance art by Yoko Ono, Chris Burden, Marina Vito Acconci. And then she go- he goes on and on. And he's kind of just like, he says he's proselytizing to a gallery audience that the transcendent trauma comedy of Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O and Bam was a meta-text as culturally significant as anything curated into the performer. Hmm. And then... He's like, I wasn't the only believer. Two years prior, Jackass 3D had screened at New York's MoMA, which I think is funny. Uh, cool. In 3D or do they say? I imagine so. <laughs> did I see that? Yeah, I saw that. I Did we see that? I don't know. I'm sure I saw that at the cinema. It was good though. I don't know if I saw it. By the late 2010s, waxing philosophical about Jackass was oat discourse. Oat. <laughs> oat. In 2017, Screen Slate published the Jackass. Wait, stop. What's Oat? Like, What's Oat? Like uh, Oat Couture. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. I know French, obviously, so. In 2017, uh, Screen Slate published the Jackass Reader. That sounds cool. Huh. A zine of cheekily insightful essays exploring the dick demolishing empire's legacy. <laughs> Uh, critique in a journal of gender studies, white male backlash. Now they're saying it's probo. Okay. The following year, writers Charlie Mark Breiter and Alex Ear Darola delivered a winking workshop on white impotence, heteronormative paradoxes, and self-destruction in Jackass. Hmm. So this is like the takedown paragraph. Mm-hmm. Incorporating critical architectures from scholars Lauren Belland and Lee Edelman. Mark Bretter introduced me to a 2007 critique in the Journal of Gender Studies by Sean Brayton, who framed Jackass' ambiguity as perhaps intentionally incomprehensible. Hmm. Satire, ballisk, white male backlash. Occasionally achieved authentic gay camp. Cool. That's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah, okay, totally. Here's like a cool totally. line. I don't think we should keep all this in, but at least you are getting the sense of the essay. Yeah. The intelligentsia hasn't unequivocally loved Jackass, but they've ordained it consequential. 
Yeah. My perpetually self-effacing Midwestern inner adolescent delighted at such heady validation. Huh. Meanwhile, ringleader Knoxville has repeatedly and perhaps cannily declined to intellectualize his output. Yeah. They're like, Good what move. does it mean? Good fucking like, move. Yeah. What? Never answer that question. Yeah, cool, huh? If you're an artist, never answer that question. What's curious is though, is the spectrum of rationale arguing why it's comedy, which has barely evolved while it warrants popular praise to some forever constitutes a noble response to the fading cultural relevance of straight white men. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, somehow it's also a confirmation that Knoxville's not a pussy Mm -hmm. forever, which ostensibly passes the torture to millennial newcomers, Rachel Wolfson, the first woman cast member. It was actually like, but she was hardly in it, which I thought was kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like, she was cool. And I liked her personality. She seemed like a funny person. Yeah. But she literally had two stunts in it. Yeah. She had like, Two stunts. Yeah, she had the scorpion. Kind of annoying. And she like licked the battery, I guess. Yeah, she licked a, no, she licked a taser or something. Oh, yeah, she licked a taser. But I mean... Painful. Oh, yeah, it's the mimes. It's this guy who's like yeah. mentioning that. But yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. still kind of cool. Yeah. And they talk about Jasper Dolphin and Eric Manaka, the first uh, black cast members. Cool. But actually, it's Gen X veterans are anti-woke. It proves that dudes rock. It's an unlikely addition to new queer cinema. What confounding, confounding convergences. Okay. I don't even know what the dude's rock thing is. You don't know what dude's rock is? In times of trouble, we turn to Johnny Knoxville getting gored by a bull. Have you never heard the phrase dude's rock before? What is that? Do you think dude's rock? Yes or no? (laughs) Uh, It's not a trick question. No, not really. Okay. You've correctly passed the dude's rock (laughs) test. No, I don't know. That's not really a real thing. It's like uh, dude's rock is like... uh, I, it's like it, it's it kind of self-explanatory it sort of comes from like if you're imagining like american frat dudes from 2001 like mm. those are the dudes maybe that made someone come up with the phrase dudes rock like yeah 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 i've heard like a frat boy say dudes rock i get it yeah i for one i think dudes do rock so <laughs> the article that they linked to was really <laughs> annoying it was like yeah, life's really hard and we're all depressed and there's about to be a war. So we need to like watch Johnny Knoxville like getting smashed. And, and it's like weirdly wholesome because it's violent, but like it soothes our soul. It's, it's like, the dude's rock propaganda that we need to like buoy yeah. our spirit in these <laughs> troubling times. Yeah. I like this. Where does Jackass take place? A specificity offers audiences a blank projection screen. Oh my God. <laughs> So, well, what we said on the way to the movie was like, I think, like, I was said, you were like, this guy and like all these people have been like theorizing the fuck out of it. And like, it's all deep. And it's like, it's a matter of like fun, like maybe for them, fun discourse in the like, yeah, maybe in the art world or whatever. And I was like, that's cool. But like, I wouldn't want to like, I, I, I just would want to leave it there. You know, like, I don't for some reason I don't want to get into it with that. Like, I mean, I will, if you, if you ask me to, but it's not like I'm going to come up to in the party in a party and be like, yo, like actually jackass is uh, symptomatic of uh, asphyxi- cultural asphyxiation that are troubling times. Like yada, yada. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not going there. Yeah. I don't with know. It. Cause it seems, it seems like it's, it's dumb as hell. And like, that's fine. Feels, feels like that's fine for it to be really dumb and like if people are expecting some piece of like stupid dumb culture to like save the world like in a fucking even in a cultural like totally hands-free cultural sense seems like asking a bit much of like it's literally called jackass yeah i agree with you i don't think 
that would be cool if you were like running around wanting to like poke holes in it or like really running around and wanting to like hold it up. But I think there's something juicy about it. And there's something like, there's a reason we want to talk about it on this like podcast. Mm -hmm. Cause it, I think it is kind of sexy for what this dude is doing to like point out how it was shown at the museum of modern art. Like, you know, where like Frank O'Hara was writing poems and taking himself like quite seriously. There is definitely something very compelling about it. Totally. Yeah. There's something, I mean, it, for me, it's part of, uh, it's part of the, like being prideful in like pop culture thing or something. And it's like, cool when you can actually completely wholeheartedly enjoy pop culture <laughs> you know what i mean being prideful in pop culture as the consumer of pop yeah. culture yeah or as like a consumer of like underground culture yeah as well as pop culture. mostly though, yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah mostly yeah, totally. as a consumer of like mostly yeah true. like you know small things yeah I, I do like it when i just like don't even have to explain it to myself <laughs> yeah i'd yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. like this is shit but like yeah. people like it and yeah. it must have some value and then yeah. i like listen to it five times i'm like oh yeah it's kind of cool like yeah, i'm yeah. like eking out no like, this one you don't even have to force it and so yeah i like that for me and i also think it cool. like suits my like annoyingness <laughs> yep. because like people maybe that meet me would think that I would think it's dumb. You're too sensitive for it or too smart or for not it. Or too something. sensitive, but they just yeah. think that I wouldn't like it. Yeah. And I get to be like, <laughs> I like I it. I actually like it. <laughs> yep. Cool. Those yeah, are some of the reasons enough. I like yeah. it. Um, yeah. It's a good surprise <laughs> on your CV of references. Maybe I'm just, I'm happy that some part of myself genuinely likes it and is like yeah. excited to see. It. I think I think that part, like, yeah, not even trying to fluff you up or anything, but like that part of you, that's real. Like, and you know, like, yeah, you don't even you don't even have to put it on. Yeah, I think like it's very fun and sometimes productive to like get deep about big dumb pop culture things because mm. I truly believe that they re- that they tend to they don't always but they tend to reflect like deeper like sort of um, emergent feelings in big populations of people during like interesting times or different times. Like there's all this, there's all this like, um, you know, like even in, if you think of like um, cinema film studies, people talking about pre and post nine 11 cinema, you know, like nine 11 definitely like changed the vibe and like Trump changed the vibe or whatever, like big sort of world events changed the vibe up. So like, yeah. And like, analyzing the the it's like a you know it's like doing a core sample or something if you're a fucking geologist like i get it and sometimes it's it's uninteresting or unimportant like to do that work um and i guess that's what it sounds like we're debating but we're not we both agree about doing the work (laughs) yeah i don't know like it's i keep getting like images like i was kind of interested in talking about it uh not like so much like culturally but like visually and like, I was just thinking, I wanted to ask you like what your favorite bit was. And before I even let you answer, I remember there was one that I, uh, that we both really loved because mm. I'm just judging this by how much we were laughing. <laughs> Eric Menaka, who's like one of the mentioned two or three new black dudes. Mm. He was like the British skater one. Yeah. I really liked his style. He was always so like fresh in the yeah. skater way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, one of the bits, he's always like. They have these little, like, um, they're like one-liners. Mm. So, like, you know, if you haven't seen Jackass, like, there'll be, there's, like, 
tiers of bits. There's yeah. like one that's like a few minutes, one that's like five minutes yeah. with like differing levels of setup. Oh, and yeah. then there's some that are just like one liners. Yeah. And in this one, it's like this skater dude, like he's, I think he's got like a pink beanie on. Uh-huh. He's just like looking like swaggy and stuff. And he just like, looks like he's cycling towards like a jump. <laughs> yeah. But then it's just like a big, uh, what do you call it? Like a big it was like, photo of yeah. like a printed photo yeah. of like the jump. So he just like cycles straight into a wall. It's basically. like a classic Looney Tunes gag. And it <laughs> yeah. fucking killed me. You're yeah. right. That and he was just, one like, of my favorites. Up and then they give this like long, like 15, 20 seconds of just like the camera on him, like on the <laughs> ground. And it's like, I think that, and there was one like that in the credits where a guy just is like holding a two by four and walks yeah, into a door. That like, also killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Something about He ran that into that doorway. Of, you know, that is like some classic <laughs> yeah. slapstick yeah. Um, stuff. Physical comedy. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's pretty, that, that like really, I don't know. And I, I like that idea of like, yes. Yeah, it was ex- it was exciting me to think about talking with you about like yeah maybe how you could like categorize the bits or like mm. what made a bit your favorite mm. bit because at the end of the day it's a pretty unique form yeah like there's not that yeah much no one's really like doing it. that in and cinema I, I'm less at interested all. in like the history of the show and like the history and politics of the participants but more interested in like like just taking it. Like, you know, like we do when we go to the gallery and we're like, yep. what's on the wall? What are we looking at? Yeah, fuck yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. what was happening yep. like filmically? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. Well, like um, there was some stuff, there was some interesting stuff with like the hidden camera element, which I, I always find like fascinating to watch. Like f- for starters, like that fucking genre is filled with fakes, I think. Like, or some some strange trickery. Like there's there's some like, it's like a sort of, crappy like cable hidden camera tv show where i swear they go to like fucking like kazakhstan or something to do all the fucking gags because it's not legal or something in america or it's too expensive it's like a youtube series or something it was on cable tv but now it just now it comes up on youtube like this was before youtube was really producing that kind of shit but yeah like seeing like hidden camera shit in america with a budget is like it's crazy. It's like, it's very, very special to me for some reason. Like the gag is like, they're in a, a fucking sofa shop or something. And like the fat guy from the crew, like jumps on this like massive inflatable, like jelly bean thing that like Johnny Knoxville's dressed up as a grandpa sitting on the other end. And it just like launches him into the fucking sky, like into the roof. And yeah, the people's reactions are, are amazing. And like seeing, yeah, it's, it's always so strange to me. Just like seeing some like, it's not every day, you know, it's not, it's not quotidian because it happens like once and it's like a strange setup. Yeah. Like, you know, they, it looked like they'd like hired the warehouse and set that up as a shop or something, you know, in order to film it. That's the only way I could think about they could do it. But anyway, seeing these, these like totally natural candid reactions, like in a cinema is, is wild to me. Like that is a, a total structural, like like a lightning bolt dude like normally it's like mediated by hundreds of layers of makeup and effects and sound and audio and these guys were just like straight from their normal every like from their day from their lives straight into the screen which i think is really cool that's my like that's that was one of the the structural things that always jumps out to me i was talking about the eric andre film that sort of does that even more i think it to a beautiful extent but we won't get into that today trip yeah that's for next time yeah, I was thinking, like, I, re- I really like that scene as well. Um, and I thought the same thing. And I really, it's nice to, to bring up, like, yeah, what that means for us as an audience, like, in a cinema. And, like, even, you know, you're walking to, like, the cinema and we're, like, laughing at, like, the posters. Mm. And, like, even today with all the, like, 
crazy ruptures and like, you know, uh, fucking streaming bullshit of yeah. like, you know, how small the cinema can be and how personalized and how you can torrent everything. Like you don't have to go to the cinema. And like, I guess I was going to say people do, and I know they do, but yeah. it was surprisingly quiet in that cinema on a it Friday It was, night. yeah. We were in the like Bowood Westfield and there was like the, literally 20 people in there. Like but you know what was Friday. nice is that we all agreed that it was a dumb film that we could yell at. Like, yeah, people was were nice. talking, which was yeah. nice. But yeah, yeah. that scene stu- stood out to me. It made me feel kind of sad. That Which one? Scene, the, the, the the one where the guy, the fat yeah, guy falls. Yeah. Damn, it's Johnny really Knoxville flight, goes flight hour with. right now. Sorry about that. Yeah, so the one Matt was just talking about, it's like, it made me feel sad and because because of the reactions of the people. So like we're in this like kind of fucked up warehouse and it's like a furniture warehouse and there's like two workers in there. One of them's like this older black dude and he looks just like super American. Like, I don't know. He just looks like he's had a tough existence. He's like bald and he's maybe like 55 and he's weathered. And, uh, I forget what, what the woman was like. She was a younger woman, yeah. maybe black woman too, or like yeah, mixed. She I think, she, was she wearing like a COVID visor? I thought that was kind of funny. And that's like, that's another like cool through line throughout yeah. this. Like people are like on and off wearing masks. Yeah, like here true. And there. Um, but uh, once they reveal that it's a prank, like after the bit ends, the older guy gets like a straight to camera, like little mini this interview. played in the credits. Oh, was that in the credits yeah. as well? Okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I saw that and he was just like really stoked about yeah. it. He was yeah. like, fuck, like, I can't believe that was a prank. Like, yeah. that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, and it just like this whole like corporate sadness has been like mm. in my face, especially like a special kind of American corporate mm. sadness, mm. like yeah. Amazon worker shit, yeah. like Nomadland. I don't know if you saw that, but nah. that's kind of about that. And yeah. I was watching the South Park episode recently that was set in like an Amazon warehouse, uh-huh. an Amazon yeah. fulfillment center. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. the constant Amazon like, pun concentration is like, camp. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, but how will the citizens be fulfilled if the uh, fulfillment center because they go on strike? Yeah. But yeah, it just, that clued me into that. And it, um, yeah, just, it kind of like, I don't know. It hit me when I wasn't expecting to be hit. Yeah. Like, yeah. The gotcha. of this guy's life. Yeah. And like chaos of all these like rich skater boys, like in there, like causing trouble, but he like kind of liked it like as well. He's like, well, you know, everything sucks. See, so, like, that's the kind of fucking emotion that I don't think I would have gotten from a regular narrative plot. Like, yeah, I just don't think it can evoke that stuff in me. I could definitely feel even keener emotions than that, but I think they would be more abstract, you know? Like, that's a really real thing. Like, did you get that feeling watching Nomad Land or whatever it's called? It's not not quite like that, no. Hmm, because, yeah, because it's yeah. not a real yeah. person. I yeah. love that take that, like, yeah, there's something... It's funny. It's like whenever you start, like, looking at art, you're like, yes, you're just looking at humans on the screen and, like, yeah. from a distance, it all looks the same. But, like, the fucking one of the cool things about, like art and paying Mm. respect to like any mediums history and realities Mm. is that yeah it is a fucking crazy thing to put just that dude on the screen yeah it's wild yeah yeah Yeah. it's a big deal yeah listeners it's a big fucking deal deal. i wonder if he got a credit (laughs) he must have they got paid or something see this is what i thought was like they my my theory was that they hire a warehouse and then hire people like, yo, we need you guys to sell furniture. So I feel like those guys, that was their job for the day, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the vibe. vibe It was a weird place, but I could, I just like, and I thought, how could you fuck up a building like that? Unless you were renting it and made the fucking set inside it, you know? 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's another interesting, but I thought it was just like anyway, some yeah. weird, like that's boring. American suburban fucking furniture warehouse. And there was, nah, a, there was another yeah. sad piece that was like, so they like set it up by being like, what's on sale? And he's like, I'm just doing the pillows right now, but I think uh, everything will be on sale. Yeah. And the guy has See, to, it was his first day because it's his last day too. He has to put like a fucking sticker on everything. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was weirdly fake because the fat yeah. guy was like a worker there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. fuck, but yeah. still. Whatever. Yeah. Huh. Overall impressions of the movie. We're keeping this segment short, by the way. Are we? Yeah. We said 20 minutes. A whole jackass episode. Yeah. And also, we got to go soon. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to say, like, we went to Gordon's yesterday <laughs> mm. and we came back. Mm. On, I thought one of the fun chats we were having was, like, someone had just, like, found Bruno, like, uh-huh. and, and had yeah. seen the interview where <laughs> Bruno, it's like a, when is that piece of footage from? That's it's from, old. like, yeah, fucking from around. 2001 or something. Yeah. Exactly. And Sasha Baron Cohen is asking, like, this uh, fashion designer, like, to give him, like, pre and post 9-11, like, <laughs> faces. looks yeah, and looks. faces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like getting him to categorize like what is pre and what Amazing. is post eleven. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool because that whole well, like you're alluding to, yeah, like Eric Andre, Sasha Baron Cohen, mm. um, and Jackass. Like they're in that. Like there was oh, a yeah. narrative True. They're in uh, that Jackass shit. film called yeah. something. I think it was like bad. Something about his grandpa. Uh huh. I don't know if you. And Johnny oh, Knoxville yeah. plays that yeah, old man right. character yeah, yeah, yeah. for like a whole episode yeah. and it's mixed, a whole movie and yeah. it's mixed in with, you know, like bad trip. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, I d- don't know about that, but I, I, I kind of know about but that. But that's a world of, yeah. you know, hmm. media. Yes, totally. That they're all in a, in a fucking 2005 time capsule together. Yeah. L.E.G. But I think, Bruno. I, I didn't say in the car, but I was thinking like, I think that type of content is now like punked with like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. You know what I mean? I forgot that it even existed until you said it. Just yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. but you could do it. I think so much easier mm. back then. Cause mm. people were generally genuinely surprised. Mm. Now it's like you're expecting the camera. Yeah. Right? True. Like, Everyone's much. just got a camera. Maybe anyway. not in Australia, but like if that happens to you in like LA mm. or New York, you're just like, yeah, you're like, where's the camera? Yeah, exactly. But maybe like crazy shit does happen all the time over there. All right, let's fucking keep this short and snappy. Anything, any final words to say? I think we've 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 uh, well and truly taken starring Liam Neeson'd this fucking yeah. It's cool. It's um, cool. I hot think, topic. I think you should think about. We got some takes. Jackass in the context of performance art. Yeah, that seems fair. Seems fair to me. Yeah, like it's it's cool because it's kind of like there's they have no theory or like there's no grounding in terms of like you know like uh. Um, their peers or like the history of art or they're not even trying to be artists but like it also just happens to be like kind of profound how like this guy's literally willing to get his nutsack like beaten up by a machine like for money yeah but also like kind of not just for money like yeah yeah, it's like so that's enough you know that 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 crosses that that crosses the hurdle for me in my right. book <laughs> and it's, or it's like punk music where like yeah. they don't care about the theory but it yeah, will yeah. get put onto them afterwards like true. historians yeah. and scholars and maybe that's like the way it's always done yeah, like true. even with like fucking traditional art yeah. movements yeah. the artists themselves were probably less interested in that shit yeah, yeah. than like we were yeah totally yeah true all the fucking impressionists were like eh 
It's a living. Like it's, it's a living. Like it looks good. You want a freaking haystack <laughs> or like, what? It looks sick. Bro. It's a freaking. It looks, it looks mad. Sick. Yeah, bro. They're like, it looks mad. And look, I can buy more paint with this sale. That's literally, what I can they fucking said. feed. Like, it yeah. looks mad. It good. looks mad, cause <laughs> the light in this painting looks fucking. <laughs> So my friend Tun that I met at a house party and when I met him he was like filming stuff, him and Mika, who we'll talk about in a sec. Anyway, their place is like one of those houses above King Street. And they were like, We're showing some art there. So we like got the Addy, DM for Addy, and we did that. And it was really cool. It was like I think what, like eight of his pictures and then like um a projected movie that like Mika had shot. Maybe him and Miko shot. Oh, it was just her. But yeah, it was like really sweet. It was like footage of the party that we met at. And I was like in in it, you know, it was so cool. I walked in. One guy was like, if I could recognize you from the thing. I'm like, whoa. Uh, and it was so cool. It was like hot and sweaty in there. It was like one of those really rainy nights that we've been having. And everyone was fucking smoking darts and vaping inside and like chatting. And yeah, it was a really cool thing. And I'm like fully endorsing if anyone does a show in their house we'll like shout it out or whatever i don't know i want to i want to like make it happen more it's really nice it's yeah i really want to do it at yeah. my place and i think yeah it just Let's gives you it. that like fucking you know i was thinking about it before as i came over here i was like you know you obviously you're doing the shit where you just get to like live with the work but also you get to like i know there's no rush you just at a party you're chatting like chatting to someone on the couch and you're surrounded by the work yeah it's no big deal like it's not you're not in that like mode of going true. to see a show true you know, yeah people are like smoking joints and like drinking red true. bull and like yeah, true. fucking talking about stupid shit yeah i haven't you know had what that, i mean am i like getting older but i just like haven't had that moment where you're like talking to someone at a party and they're like in the conversation like light up a joint like <laughs> don't even offer it to you it's just like i need this and like i didn't want it but i was like cool man <laughs> right on all right i'm cool with this i can be cool yeah that's pretty funny yeah that was cool did people but, yeah. do that shit uh, I don't fucking know, but I, uh, I I do want to do edibles. I got to get onto uh, yeah. My roommate got on that medical weed, and I crazy. I do want to fuck. I want to fuck with that. Like yeah, I'm I want to feel nice like a, a real edible, edible is like. So Tun's style is is extremely cool. It's like um, and he's actually just a, he like I think he's in Melbourne now. So you already missed him. Sorry, Sydney. Um, he's got this really lovely like slow shutter speed style so all the pictures are like blurred out and like it just fucking like it's so expressive and usually like like uh if you're being taught photography by someone who's trying to get you to get you know in air quotes good pictures like they'll look like like mistakes or like you you had the settings on the camera wrong you know but yeah he's intentionally going for this blurry like fucked up style and i just think it's really cool um and he had printed them on this kind of reflective like shiny backing which i thought was really cool too kind of adds to the sort of like yeah the shimmering kind of like resistant nature of the images i thought it was very cool and the subject was pretty like street photography right mm -hmm. there was like and like friends yeah yeah friends and then yeah some of there was like a degrees of abstraction mm. like this kind of blurriness mm. that you were talking about like sometimes true. you could make out a subject and sometimes it was completely that's true yeah uh, like blurred up like mm. fogged up my favorite one was um was like in a bus like in like a just old or just like standard bus and there was like two people like a few seats away and one was like wearing like a bucket hat mm. and then one was just wearing like what are they it's like a trucker cap it's like the mm. one with like the white 
front. It's like mesh on the back, yeah. white on the front. Yeah. And it's like the white panel on the front is yeah, like yeah. padded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's totally. like such a classic hat and like no one really wears it. I mean, I, I feel like people that like make it look cool, like you have to be like pretty be trendy in- underneath that. Or yeah, or like they, they, uh, they're really deep in that like fucked up whatever that like yeah the like, like ed hardy revival yeah gang. exactly yeah, yeah totally, exactly yeah. i think that's what the hat was but i really yeah. liked that was my favorite photo it was just like the two hats yeah like, and the two hats and the two people underneath them yeah it was a cool on the bus cool pick and the yeah. man in the right in the center of that picture was like looking so like matter of factly at the in, at the camera you know yeah i really like that pick um and then mika's video was really sweet it was like yeah it was like a picture of like, I mean, like a beautiful, like recollection of this party. And I was saying to her, like, while we were chatting afterwards, like, um, I had this feeling like I needed to take a camera to that party too. Cause I was like, I just get a feeling like this is going to be a really beautiful scene. And it was like my photos that I got back from that were just so special. I, I love them. Um, and yeah, it was some kind of like magic of one's like fucking party life. I don't know. There was something really special about it. And like, she was being bashful about it, but I was like, Mika, this rocks. Yeah, I wonder if that exists anywhere because it is a pretty cool like Sydney portrait. Our mate Griffin was like being interviewed in the audio over that. Yeah, it was so cool. And, and I was like, please upload this. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, upload it or like it. sell it or something. True. Yeah. Yeah. NFT it. Hit us up if you want to show at my house as well. Yep. Because that would be cool. That's cool. No one's gonna do that. <laughs> but it's that's it's more cool than that would be cool saying. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, all right. Fuck you too, then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, what else we got here? (laughs) We got Jackass. Yeah. We got, we could talk about Paramount Road. Uh Uh-huh. If you want. Here's my plan for Paramount Road. And in fact, it's like a plan for all of Sydney. So everyone's crying about there being, um, like, too many fucking... It used to be frozen yogurt, and now it's like, holy moly... And like fucking bad vegan food on King Street. Here's my idea. Okay. You fucking buy. This is what the government's going to do. We're going to buy like six or 12 houses all along Parramatta Road. You knock them down. And then you dig a massive tunnel all underneath Parramatta Road all the way out west. Don't worry about the money. We'll come up with that somehow. Uh, The houses turn into ramps that go down. So you can access this tunnel five, six, seven times from either side of the road. Maybe it's like all the trucks are legally required to go. No more trucks above street level. All the cars, it's just quicker to go in the tunnel. So now everyone's using the tunnel and Parramatta Road just dries up. There's no reason to drive on Parramatta Road anymore, okay? So now you knock down, well, you like dig up the middle of it and you plant a bunch of trees and you reduce the speed limit to like 40 Ks an hour. And suddenly it's like, whoa, you got this massive, like beautiful strip and it's got all the fucking charm of Newtown. Like, it looks gorgeous. It looks like something out of a fucking movie set in, like, some American town in, like, the 70s, you know. It looks like that today. You know, we didn't have to do that. And then you can have all your fucking artists moving in for, like, cheap rents. And then you can have as many putt-putt and shit vegan places as you want there. And then we can have the Sando back. Everyone's happy. You know what I mean? We just have to pay for the fucking tunnel. That's my plan for Sydney. That's the proposal. Yeah. Who, who do we need to get this in front of? Well, I'm going to run for, for local government. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. I like it. Who do we need to get that in front of? I don't know. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it, man. I fucking rate it. Yeah. Art, we're finished. Now we're campaigners. I love that street. I was walking home 
down there the other day and I saw like a new sign, shop I hadn't seen before. Whoa. It was like a Chinese medicine shop. It was really beautiful. It's like this kind of gold and yellow sign with like blue writing on it. It's a shut one of these shut down shops, like mm-hmm. most of them. And the slogan, it was this really wordy slogan. It was like when you come in, like, don't tell me what's wrong with you. I will look at you and I will tell you what is wrong with you. <laughs> That's so funny. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, it's so, it's so bang on. Yeah. What's yeah. the, that's like a ripoff of the like funny, like famous quote. It's like Western doctors will, t- or like tr- if you go in with a sore knee, the Western doctors will treat your knee. But like, yeah. if you come here, like we'll treat your whole body or whatever. Oh, yeah, I like, like it. That's, yeah. that's something to do with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. But it just looks, doesn't it look beautiful? And it's such a special place. Like if it wasn't for all that massive thundering traffic, it would be like a cool place to hang out. You know? I love it. And I was like, I was like kind of looking for a restaurant to go to. I know there's yeah. like Sharon Kwan. I was like, oh, yeah. I want to have like a dinner by yeah. myself or whatever. Yeah. I hit you up. You weren't around. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to fucking eat. But the only place was like a kebab shop. And yeah. there was like the Petersham Inn. Yeah. Which True. was like doing bit, stripper shit. But yeah, bit hectic. I, I'm not like tradey enough to like have a steak at the strip on club own, like yeah. on a Sunday yeah. night. Eyes glued. <laughs> You're not even looking at the steak. <laughs> Although people do say that's like a cool strip club. Cool. Again. Whatever happy to means. hear your takes yeah. listeners i'm i'm glad that's in or sorry that's out <laughs> um, you can't hedge your bets on this show dude you have to have to pick a side <laughs> um do you want to talk about sharon kwan's place yeah we can talk about sharon i mean it's just a cool small malaysian restaurant yeah uh we don't have to talk about it do you have any we takes don't blow, up, don't blow up my spot man <laughs> <laughs> i really want to go back I there takes i don't have any more i have i'm out of takes i quit takes why don't we do some racks um you go first okay my recommend is the record that i listened to on repeat on saturday sasami's new record squeeze and it blew my fucking mind (laughs) i like i think like uh, like just listen to the whole album it's like half an hour but like the i think i showed you like the last track and the first track or something Mm -hmm. and like i I guess that's a bit of like a a sneaky way of showing someone the record but Mm -hmm. i was like i need you to like understand this like right now (laughs) and like the last track is like this like i don't know kind of like indie pop like kind of like uh, melodramatic but very beautiful love song called like not a love song or something mm. and then the first track is called skin a rat and it's got these like weird creepy like whispered vocals and then like a big like nasty like metal mm. guitar fucking clanger mm. and yeah i just it was just so exciting to listen to that like i don't really know much about metal or listen to much metal but like it's just so fun to listen to such a like and emotionally intense and like genre like fucked up record mm. i like literally like it got like straight up rewind out of me i like finished <laughs> listening to it and then i was like like straight back to the top run that back run that back like run the whole thing cool. back. um so yeah that's probably my favorite record of the year so far nice so that's my rec i've also got uh album to recommend actually it's an ep i think um, and it's uh, by a local, like a Melbourne artist. I think she's in Melbourne called Montgomery. Um, I posted it on my story. It's like pop music. It's kind of like 80s influenced pop music, I guess, like in terms of the like, like the tempo and the drum sound. But I just thought the production on the whole thing is just flawless. Like my jaw drops when I hear it. It's just so like 
so carefully put together. Yeah, it just really shows how much like care people fucking take for this stuff. Like, I don't think she's signed to a label or there was any like serious studio time booked. So yeah, it was cool. Like I produce music from home too. And I just thought it was like, ah, oh, damn, like people are doing this quality of stuff. Like that's cool. We should be aiming like that high. I don't know. It really gets me. Uh, so that's my recommendation for the week. Opal 67 by Montgomery. Nice. I'll listen to it for sure. Fuck yeah. All right. Time for dinner, hey? Yeah, let's eat. All right. See you next time. Ah!